The implication is the universe put it put us on autopilot a long time ago. The implication is whatever you think about, you bring about. But that does not take into account your divine nature, that you are careening in and out of the landscapes of forever and ever as a spark of God capable of all things. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of Spiritual Tune-Ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Glad to be back from vacation in Amsterdam for a few days. And then Scotland on a tut war. Wow tour. It was totally wow. Some of you were with me. Thanks so much for the memories and thanks so much to all else who wrote kind comments in my absence. Today's question. Oh boy. Oh boy. Why, Mike, is fear just so much easier? You know, my knee jerk reaction was to tell you that that's not true. But I got to confess, fear is so easy. Fear is a million times easier to think during these primitive stages of our the evolution of consciousness on primitive planet Earth, year 2022. Fear is just like cotton candy. It's easier to think fearful thoughts, but it's a lot harder to create them as manifestations. Okay, and I'm going to give you some techniques towards the end of this analysis. But what's going on here? Being a worry wart, being a guy gripped and throttled by fear my entire life, worrying about everything under the sun. As a boy, I used to worry that my mom would disappear and, and never be seen again, or that she'd be in a car crash and I'd never, I mean, I have never had a shortage to this day of things to worry about. But when I became aware of thoughts becoming things and our power, that just made it all worse because I realized how much I worry. And many times I cannot stop the fear. And I started noticing over time, wondering this exact question, if thoughts become things, why haven't my fearful, low confidence, self-deprecating, self-loathing thoughts ruined my life. How come they haven't ruined my life? I think way more fearful, worrisome thoughts than I do positive, rich, abundant, loving thoughts. And I bet you do too. And if you know that thoughts become things, you've got to be asking this same question. I worried that I'd get fired. I'd worried that my girlfriend would cheat. And uh, actually she did. Uh, that was a long time ago. But so many things I worried about, like Mark Twain said, never came to pass. Now, that does not hold up to the law of attraction. That does not hold up to thoughts becoming things. That does not hold up to believe and ye shall receive. So what the heck is going on? <clears throat> oh my God. One of my all-time favorite talking points, if you've been with me for a while on these spiritual tune-ups, you've heard me 
share this revelation before it changed everything. When you stumble into truth, you're ignited. You know, you're like, I'm of the divine. I'm a child of the universe. I have never been judged. Everything's working out for my highest good. There's no such thing as the devil or hell. Everyone goes to heaven. The game is just beginning. Oh my gosh, there's no judgment. Wasn't that one of the happiest realizations of your entire spiritual journey? I know it was for me. And then we make the mistake of thinking, oh, if I think a blue thought, I'll get blue. If I think a red thought, I'll get red. If I think a positive thought, I'll get positive. If I think a negative thought, I'll think negative. That's not true. Just because we live in a non-judgmental universe does not mean we live in a neutral universe. The implication is the universe put it put us on autopilot a long time ago. The implication is whatever you think about, you bring about. But that does not take into account your divine nature, that you are careening in and out of the landscapes of forever and ever as a spark of God capable of all things. And you came across this idea of adventuring into the jungles of time and space. Oh my! And there'd be friends and laughter and good and bad and all kinds of objective references that do not exist when you're everywhere always at once. And so for the, for the immersion into emotion and being here, not there, now, not then, having versus having not, oh my God, that's the adventure of time and space. It's a fleeting adventure. It's brief. It's temporary. It's not eternal. Our spiritual nature is eternal. The truth that brought us here is eternal. And the truth that brought you here as this gladiator of love and joy, this curiosity to go and to discover and to expand and become more and to raise your vibrations to where you really truly understand that you are everywhere always at once and you can simultaneously, being the multidimensional creature that you are, play around like an otter in the river in time and space, fleetingly. So your magnificence brought you here on this tidal wave of love. That's true. You are one with everyone. That's true. You came here to revel in your glory. That is true. You came here to expand and discover and find infinite possibilities for joy and laughter. That is true. Those are all absolutes. Those are truth, whether you believe them or not. There's not many more. They're always benevolent. They're always warm and fuzzy. The truth is the truth because it speaks of life's power, your power, or it speaks of life's beauty. And there are truths. And when we think thoughts in alignment with the truth of our magnificence, that we are love gladiators capable of leaping tall buildings and literally moving mountains, when we think thoughts in alignment with truth in this non-neutral universe, it's non-neutral, meaning the universe is rigged in your favor. It's all happening in your heart, in the heart of God. There are no real lions and tigers and bears that you won't outrun. That's the truth. Think thoughts in alignment with truth. And I just laid out what truth is. Deductive reasoning. A child could get there. Life is beautiful. We are powerful. And those thoughts become things with the greatest of ease. Much easier than thinking thoughts of, it probably won't work. 
I'm too dumb. I'm too this. I'm not enough of that. I never was a people person. I'm kind of shy. I'm an introvert. I'm a this. Can't happen. Lie, 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 lie. Those are all lies. Now, they're easier to think. That was the question. But so what? All you got to do is change the channel. And with a little bit of positivity, you move mountains. I have found in the crises of my life, and I am... I have had my share of uh, beginning most memorably thinking I would get fired from Pricewaterhouse, age 22, straight out of college. I was sure I was going to get fired. I have found that just a little bit of positivity, I mean, five minutes of creative visualization a day would offset 18 hours of fear and worry. And even when I visualized for five minutes a day, my visualizations were infested with fear. I was even afraid when I was visualizing. But it wasn't enough to get me fired. And in every crisis I have seen, if I just try, even though it seems stupid, irrational, futile, not enough. If I just tried to stay a little bit positive for about five minutes and I continued to go to work, and I continue to do my best, and I continue to knock on doors, turn over stones, ask for help, all those baby steps. If I could do that, I would prevail against absolutely anything. And I have, I have, I have, I have the career of my dreams, the wife of my dreams, the life of my dreams, the family of my dreams. Oh, I still have fears. I still have worries. I still, I'm still learning. But it gets easier and easier. And then when your life's work is your evidence, anybody out there have evidence? You all have evidence. You have evidence of your inclination to thrive in spite of yourself. If life was a 50-50 neutral thing, neutral, you would smile as much as you frown. You would cry as much as you laugh. You would be lonely as much as you have friends. You would be lost as much as you have clarity. You would be broke as much, if not more, than you have money. And that's if life is neutral. We tend to worry 90% of the time, and we still kill neutral. We still have money. You still have somebody to call right now. Everybody watching has somebody to call. You might not want to call them. Call them anyway. Call somebody new. Go to the mall. People watch. Do something. Get out. Because you are a lightning rod, by definition, for magic and miracles. And so, yes, thinking fearful thoughts is a sleigh ride in time and space at this primitive time. It's just the easiest game going. But that's not going to stop you because you know enough to sit down for three, four, or five minutes a day and visualize. Maybe have a vision board. Put a picture of a cool home or happy smiling people on your refrigerator. Remind yourself that's who you really are. Just a little bit of positivity will offset days and days and weeks worth of worry. I've said millions of times, it's therefore as if our positive thoughts are 10,000 times, and that's an understatement, 10,000 times more powerful than our negative fearful thoughts. Now you can make any thought become a thing and an experience and a whatever, but it's really hard. And if you just give it this little bit, and knowing this is the trick. If you didn't know this until now, and now you know it, you've got the golden ticket. You're home free. A little bit of positivity, followed up with baby steps, 
speak in alignment, use affirmations. Um, even when you feel afraid and your positivity is infested with negativity, you cannot be stopped. This is your nature, a divine gladiator in time and space for whom all things are possible, no matter what your religion or no matter if you chucked it out the window, no matter who, no matter where you've been, no matter where you are, it holds no bearing on where you're headed. Only your thoughts do that. And just a few positive thoughts will get you there. Here's the technique I promised a little while ago at the beginning of this. I found out in my crises when I could not stop worrying about whatever I thought was looming on the horizon. I could not stop it. So I let it run. Go ahead and worry. Just worry, Mike. You go ahead and worry. You're the best worrier on planet Earth. Go ahead and worry. But while you let that runaway train of fear go with your blessings, simultaneously start another train running. So you worry, 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 but sit down for five minutes. Five minutes. Use your timer on your smartwatch. Think positivity. Think good stuff. Hear congratulations. Feel warm hugs. Taste the happy, salty tears. Do a little happy dance when you're done. That alone will rearrange the stars of your life, no matter how much you worry. In fact, if you want to have pity parties, self-pity parties every night with your besties, go for it. You can still crush your dreams in the most glorious manifesting of ways if you put forth just a little bit of effort to fake positivity, show up with some baby steps in the direction of your dreams, let your mind wander, have a vision board. Oh, you can go crazy with this too. Vision boards, affirmations, daily spiritual tune-ups. You're unstoppable. You're inclined to succeed. If there's a challenge on your path, you're meant to overcome it. And yeah, I've had stuff happen in my life, like the girlfriend who cheated on me. I had other stuff happen in my life where I was utterly terrified and my thinking didn't change exactly what was going on. But I had enough experience to realize if I just rode out the storm, one day the clouds would clear and I'd be grateful for what I just went through. Thank God I got away with my life in that old relationship. Thank God all things went as they did because this is the nature of a non-neutral universe. Everything that's happening and everything that's not is bringing you higher into the light. This is your destiny. This is your identity. You are of God, by God, pure God, and you're not hearing this message by chance. So go out there. The floodgates are trembling. Your wish is the entire universe's command. Your positive thoughts become things way quicker than your negative thoughts. Go ahead and think the negative thoughts. Your words give you wings and you are on your way. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley on a cold Florida morning. It's 55 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh my gosh, I'm not used to that. I had to get out the hoodie. Uh, I think I brought it with me from Scotland, this cold weather. Well, uh, I'm sure it's warmer than where many of you are, so I, I can't feel uh, too sorry for myself. Anyway, th welcome to uh, another spiritual tune-up where I answer your questions. Today's question pulls at the heartstrings. Uh, I, I know we can all relate to this at a time or two or throughout much of our lives, um, but here we go. Mike, I've spent 30 years visualizing and dreaming of a different life of beauty and love, rewriting the script of poverty and illness. I have not been successful in changing either. And I'm now about at the end of time with my remaining years. 
We are close to the poverty line with more developing health issues. Is there anything else I can be or do since what I have done has not yet worked for me? Now, some of what I'm about to say, given I'm limited on time and I want to hit some notes and give you three steps of what else you can do, might seem abrasive. I, I don't want to be abrasive. I don't know your situation. But I bet you everyone watching, including this dude, could tell some stories of how manifesting never flipping worked. Uh, maybe throughout our whole lives, if we start looking for this didn't work, that surprised me, this was a disappointment, we would quickly be blinded of all that has worked. Here you are communicating on the internet through cyberspace to somebody worlds away. Uh, you have done well for yourself. You have done so well that others would love to trade shoes for you, if only for a few days. Focus on what has worked in your life. Focus on what is working and never let go of the hope that you will get this because there's nothing else but thoughts becoming things. It is the end all and the be all. And I know you've thought the thoughts and I know you have visualized and you have affirmed and I appreciate all of the um, the, the appreciation expressed in the remainder of that question to me, but it's incumbent upon all of us to continue with the journey that we chose from the zenith of our magnificence, where everything was easy peasy. And we said, there, now, that's an adventure. It's not going to be easy, but that's why I want to go. And here you are now living that. Not only should you be giving yourself more credit than you've been giving yourself credit for, but roll up your sleeves, pick yourself up, dust yourself off. You've got this. Know the truth. The truth is your thoughts become things. And yet there's more to your thinking than just what you visualize, right? You speak your words. You can craft affirmations. You can measure your baby steps. You can move in the direction of abundance and health. Uh, whatever it is that you want, this, as well as your beliefs, as well as intentions, all create that, that formula that brings about the life of our dreams. So I want you to understand that you're on the right path and it's a matter of keep on doing it. And while you can frame it as, well, it hasn't worked so far, why would it work in the future? It could be that you're a breath away a day away from that phone call that will change everything, an insight away from the, the epiphanies that will get all of your cylinders firing. This is how it works. And how do you know that you're working on all of it? Because automatically you will start saying things, start doing things that you have never done before. Have you, has that happened yet? It sounds like maybe not. So what do you do? You start saying things and doing things out of the ordinary to surprise your own inner witness that this is not the same game. Create new visualizations, create new list of beliefs that you want to install. See earlier tune-ups about how to install those beliefs. Create new list of baby steps to take outside of the norm of what you're doing. Start being a totally different person. And that doesn't mean you're going to let love slide. That doesn't mean you aren't going to be guided by kindness. That doesn't mean you won't, won't be following or be led by joy. You're going to do all those things, but keep on because you never know how close you are. I can remember bad-mouthing my life at the lowest point of my life, turning 40 years old to my mother, going to her house and bumming cigarettes off of her as I was trying to hopelessly quit. 
And I remember telling her, where's the universe? Where's the magic? God, God damn it, this crap isn't working. You know, and I was so frustrated. But then as I continued to stay in the game, continue to create programs, send out daily emails, all for practically for free, unintentionally, nothing was working, I got busy. And by getting busy, it takes your eye off that pot waiting for it to boil. And I know you've waited 30 years. Somebody out there's waited 50 years. Somebody out there's waited even longer and maybe lifetimes. But that doesn't mean it doesn't work. It does work. It just means you got to work it a little bit differently. And so work with your intentions. Watch your words. Check out your behavior in the grocery store. Do you always buy the cheapest stuff? Sounds like you have to. Can you at least on one product splurge, get the expensive coffee, and then buy all the cheap other stuff? Have you done that? Have you done that without fail every time you go shopping? Have you played the role of being rich and happy, uh, healthy and carefree? Have you imagined sitting in your doctor's office and they're just shaking their head? I can't explain it. I can't explain it. But you're all better and that condition has just evaporated and this happens from time to time and they're going to try to get logical. Have you visualized that? Visualize it a lot and, and there's just so many more things to be doing. Anyway, back to my story. I can remember bearing down and doing more stuff that always, taking action always saves the day, takes your mind off of other stuff and I, I, I took a couple of coaching clients 20 years ago, I think three or four in my whole life. It's not something I do, but I was desperate. So I had this guy on the phone and he was saying to me, where's the flipping universe? Where's the magic? I'm sick and tired of it. It's not working. It works for everyone else but me. And I remembered his words being something I had heard before. I was like this weird moment of deja vu. And in that moment, I realized those were my words. And then I was like trying to answer him and thinking to myself, when was I saying that? Because by this stage, not even a year later, months later, but this was all prefaced by a couple of years of work, meaning busyness, busyness, doing what I thought I would love because I didn't know what I would love. By this stage, I was headed to Europe for a speaking event. I was self-publishing my own books. I had a best-selling audio program on the internet. And I remember thinking there was no day when everything went from bleak to sunshine and rainbows. There was no night when I went to bed and my life sucked and the next morning I woke up and it was all rosy. The transformation was imperceptible. It was invisible. There's this slow metamorphosis as old thoughts and old manifestations give way to new thoughts and new manifestations. And I gasped because I realized that the entire journey that I had been on I was at risk of quitting. I was at risk of saying, just to hell with this, let me go back and be a, a pencil pusher. Uh, yet, because I stayed in the game, it allowed the universe time to kind of catch up my new manifestations, to erase my old manifestations. And I realized then that there is no finish line. And I don't mean in terms of destinations, but there's no transformation that anybody takes with the fewest of exceptions, where suddenly everything goes from bad to good. It's slow. It's imperceptible. And when it does go to good and you're way past the point where your dreams come true, you look back and you're like, what did I ever do to deserve so much so quickly?
so quickly. It happened so fast and it was so good. I would think to myself, God, I would have waited 10 more years if I knew it was going to get this good. I'd wait 10 more lifetimes if I knew it'd get this good. And you will have that conversation with yourself too. But it won't be following a night you went to bed and it felt like there was no hope. I understand the no hope feeling and you're entitled to have that and you will still prevail with the no hope feeling so long as you continue to check your visualizations, check your affirmations, be aware of your intentions, be aware of your beliefs, make out the list of the ones you want to install like I said just a moment ago. And until you can witness yourself behaving in unpredictable ways, you have not done all you can with what you've got from where you are. Now, I, I said this might sound offensive. I'm not trying to be offensive. I don't know where you are or I'm making a lot of uh, stipulations here that may not be relevant to the questioner's question, but I would say hang in there. And now finally, my three tips beyond what I just shared with you for, for extracting yourself from a place of just like, oh my God, it's not working and I don't have much time left. Number one, help other people. Be of service. Not in a sense of selflessness. You're not here to not be you. Be you. Do it your way on your schedule. Look for somebody on the internet, somebody that's posted something, somebody who's feeling downtrodden and give them the best advice you can give them. Or maybe a family member or a neighbor or something like that. Helping others, especially in the arena that you most want to be helped, helped is the best way to objectively see yourself. You're not going to be thinking of yourself, but you're going to answer their problems and you're going to realize later on that that answer suits you and serves you just as much as it served them. You will surprise yourself with your wisdom. Volunteer at hospice. Volunteer at Goodwill. Volunteer at United Way. Volunteer anywhere. Just get out. Get out. Get out. You can do this. And the resources you need to finish your journey will always be provided. Number two, there's always room for more introspection. What else could you be doing? How else could you be viewing your life, your age, the time that remains, the power you have? What are the universal truths that you may have kind of overlooked? One of my favorite notes from the universe, uh, also abrasive, said something like, of course you still have issues. How else would you know that there are still a few things you're misunderstanding? Hey, I can apply that to my life right now. And I'm sure everybody else can. If you've got an issue of any kind, a challenge or a problem, health or monetary, there's something you are misunderstanding about your divine birthright to thrive, about the fact that you're being pushed on to greatness every single day. So what do you do? Introspection can be journaling. Introspection can be daydreaming for when you go for a walk. Introspection can come from listening to music. Uh, I seek out books uh, and the stories of other people to give me inspiration in my own journeys and in my own adventures. Ask big questions. The answers are always forthcoming. Ask big questions. How else could I view my power? How else could I view my life? How? And when you see these truths like you're hearing from me that you were born of the divine uh, that you chose to be here, that you knew what you were doing, that everything would add to you, that you're inclined to succeed until that is coursing through your veins. Read more, think more, read more, think more until you're absolutely convinced and your, your life will give you evidence of it. It already has until you're convinced of your power. And number three, this might be the tr trickiest one. 
have fun. Go do stuff you like. And if you don't know what you like, go do anything. Go feed the ducks at the pond. Go volunteer at an animal shelter. Go plant some roses. Go do stuff that you like. Make yourself do it if you have to. It's better than, than not doing it. And I know that we can become desensitized and no longer even realize what it is that we want to do anymore. Just do something. Do something that used to give you pleasure. Look for new things to give yourself pleasure. But have fun. Be with people. Have fun. Be with people. Start a club. Join Toastmasters. Uh, join a Rotary Club. You know, uh, lots of ideas uh, have been shared already. Those are the three things. Help another person. Continue with your introspective deep dive. Read good books. Be inspired. Know the truth. And number three, do your best to have fun. In addition to work with your thoughts, continue to visualize, do affirmations, and above all, take action. Go out into the world where you will be that lightning rod for serendipities and miracles. They don't find you when you're at home waiting for them, okay? You got to go out there. Go get a part-time job. People are hiring everywhere. Go get work for minimum wage, not for the money, but just to have an outlet, have an expression. Go do stuff. Well, I hope that came across okay. I hope that wasn't abrasive. I know that it's uh, life can, can be really slippery and challenging and painful, um, but there's always a silver lining. You are of the divine. Your thoughts still become things. There are still people who love you. I love you. And uh, thy will shall be done. You're an eternal being. Forget the calendar, all right? Whatever you start now that you don't finish, you'll finish somewhere else, okay? So get going. Make hay. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. This question comes from an Infinite Possibility member. Members know how to use the back channel to get to me. And another very tricky situation. Mike, November 1st is the first anniversary of my son's transformation. He was 53 and the joy, the bliss of my life. People love and depend on me, but without him, it all seems empty. He took part of me with him. My heart is crying. How do I go on? Cannot imagine what you're going through. But I know that there's order, there's perfection, there's meaning, there's love in every occurrence in time and space. Truth conquers all. And truth will conquer your grief. The truth is, your son is still with you. It's just now you need to close your eyes to see him. And not only to see him, to feel him. He is closer to you now than he ever was before. This, his passing before you, was likely one of his greatest gifts to you. For the fact that the grief you're feeling is unlocking a love that in these circumstances, in your unique situation, could not have been unlocked any other way. Grief is love. It is love like we have never known it before. But be sure you feel it fully out to feel the love that drives it. And then let that love take you higher than what the illusions are showing you. That's its gift. That was what he wanted for you. You chose him to be your son because of the beauty, because of the magnificence, because of the essence of his pure energy and he 
chose you to be dad. And you saw ahead of time, both of you, the likely probabilities and the likely shifts and the likely changes of each of your lives and the interplay. And each of you was perfectly matched to unleash this love that would not have come forth otherwise. Of course, in the gamut of infinite possibilities and infinite sentient creatures, there's a lot of ways to release love. But given the trajectory of the evolution of your consciousness and the trajectory of his consciousness, this bundling of energy and the challenge created by his gift of leaving early was the best way in this unique situation to call you higher, to see the truth, to see the glory of love in all its radiant form, which you could not be feeling otherwise. Feel the love enough and it will release the grief because the truth is he's with you. He couldn't be closer and there's nothing he would like more than for you to understand and receive this gift. Unpack it. Unpack it and unwrap it with tears galore and let that deep joy that is fueling the love, that has created the grief, take you to places you could not otherwise go. Give yourself time. It takes time to feel the grief and to feel the love as deeply as you possibly can. You're approaching the one year mark now. I would say it's about time to go even higher in love. It's possible. I'm sure you have wondered if you could ever smile again, if you could ever be happy again. You will. You will knowing the truth that your son is with you all the time and knowing the truth that he is simultaneously given the multidimensional nature of all of us in other adventures. And he's with other loved ones and other besties of yours from other lifetimes that you don't even know about. And they're all sitting around watching you. They're crying for you, but they're crying happy tears because they know you're on the brink of a breakthrough is possible. This is the truth. You're an eternal being. You're going to blink and your life will be over. If you live another hundred years, you'll blink and your life will be over. It's all so fleeting. We're in these illusions to feel things that could not be felt without the illusions. You came from being everywhere always at once. So did your son and you're still there. And you're having a dream right now that you're all alone here. You're having a dream right now that your son is gone. You're bigger than the dream. You can see the truth. You can rise up in love. You can banish the grief in due order. Give yourself time. If it's another year, give that to yourself. Take the time you need and revel in the love that's churning in your heart that never churned before and unwrap that gift from your son. Feel the love. Let it raise you. Be happy again. Go out into the world again. Help another grieving father. Help another grieving mother. Help a grieving child. You're going to learn things you've already have that you could not have learned otherwise and that they have not yet learned. And beyond just helping somebody else, go out and play. Go do something that's fun for you. Go do something that your son's just going to laugh at. Dad, I can't believe you. You're crazy. I love you so much. Go for it. Have fun. You've got time left. If it was your time, if the gig was up, if you didn't have hope to give to those who now need you, as you pointed out in your question, you'd be done. You'd be gone. You're here now because you're supposed to be feeling what you're feeling because it's going to take you to these places I'm talking about, above all, to a mastery of truth, the truth of your nature, of who God is, 
God is your son. God is yourself. It's an unending parade through eternity. We're just getting started. And when we get to the truth, that's not time to go. That's time to have even more fun and to spread the love and share the light that is about to burn so brightly in your life. Have a good time. Your friends in the bleachers are laughing with you and they're crying with you and they're happy for you because you're getting it. You ask the question. You're feeling the answers. You know the resonance of what I said. This makes sense. Nothing else does. doesn't make sense that your son's gone. He's not gone. He's everywhere always at once right now and in other carnations simultaneously. Never, never leaving your side. Nobody signed up for easy here, okay? Nobody signed up for easy. So if you're having a little bit of trouble, then you know you got just what you ordered and you can rise above it. If you are the creator of it, you are the greater of it. If you're the creator of your grief, you're the greater of your grief. If you're the creator of your poverty, you're the greater of your poverty. If you're the creator of your dreams, you're the greater of your dreams. This is truth. It conquers all. There you have it, fellow podcast listener. Now, let's stay in the zone. If you haven't already, please visit my website, tut.com, where you can sign up, along with one million other subscribers, for my free daily notes from the universe. You can also find out about my Infinite Possibility membership for a price you choose. Every single Tuesday, I do a live broadcast, a 30-minute mini manifesting workshop. Members have access to the last 52 mini manifesting workshops. So check it out. And if you have a moment and these podcasts move you, I would be deeply grateful for a review at the Apple podcast platform. Go to tut.com, look for spiritual tune-ups, look for the link for podcasts. If you send us a screen grab of your published review at Apple We've got a very special bonus waiting for you. Check out the links, read all about it. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you on the next podcast installment.